some of your time. <laughs> no! <laughs> I didn't say it in a bad way. It's the podcast that's meant to make your day a little brighter. Brighter. And funnier. Heck yeah. And it gives you life tips that's and right, dog baby. tips and writing tips. That's right. And it always starts with a random thought. Yeah. Which sometimes happens in bed, sometimes happens in the car, sometimes happens in the kitchen. It can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. It's random. And it begins right now. With me today, as always, is the incredibly talented Carrie Jones, New York Times and internationally best-selling author and knower of lots of stuff. <laughs> Today is Sean Kelly Farrar. Sean used to be a cop, but now he is not. Now he's a business owner, a super tall human being, and has a really cranky resting face. You would admire him. Well, no, I just don't throw my middle name out there all that often. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just getting ready to do something. We're gonna watch Saturday Night Live. That's not what I was thinking. I know, but that's the truth. And we're supposed to be telling the truth. Oh yeah? Yes. Okay. We went to a Yankee swap tonight. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. We brought a we brought Am I allowed to tell no, people? No, oh. no, no, no. That's secrets, man. <laughs> Somebody's still got to deal with those prisons. <laughs> <laughs> we brought a prison that was horrible, and it was like a joke. But it turned out that there were... It's a food. It's a food. And it turned out there were children there. And one of the kids, who looks like she already has a hard life, judging by her demeanor, got the present. I don't know anything about the demeanor or hard life part, but... She just... She didn't I look bet, like a happy kid. I bet she's not home wolfing that down right now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well. My aunt and my uncle send us this every year. They used to alternate yeah. this food item with nuts. And I'd never give away the nut pack. No. The nuts were fantastic. But the other thing they send me for Christmas... That's what she said. <laughs> the only thing that they send me for Christmas is not so fantastic. It's not a nice box of nuts. <laughs> it's not a nice box. That's what does. she said. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does have nuts in it. Yeah, man. Technically. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of hints. Yeah. And it's round. And it's round. Not ball round. No. I mean, I mean balls, though. <laughs> I mean spicy chicken balls. Yeah, you did. Spicy chicken cheese balls. They are good. Sean did the frying, though, because he doesn't trust me with hot That's grease. That's not true. I was trying to help. <laughs> and keep you from getting hurt. <laughs> See, you don't trust me. But also, this wonderful woman named Mary explained to me why I'm not good at mechanical things. Why is that? Because I don't have spatial perception. 
because I don't see out my eye. Right. And so I don't have depth perception. And mechanical things often have to do with, like, understanding how things move in space. I know. That's why I didn't want you to dip your fingertips in that 350-degree <laughs> oil, honey. Well, it made a lot of sense to me when she was explaining it because, you know, she's a scientist. Yeah. So, and she's smart. <laughs> what does she do? Science stuff. What kind of science stuff? Because uh, she works at a lab. Uh, well, the can, Jackson lab, I can think. Can you tell me later? Or you just don't know? I just don't know. I don't know if she does science stuff. <laughs> She's a I success in her science stuff day. world. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about success. Are we? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And stakeholders and... No, it's not boring. Really? I'm just kidding. It's not. It's actually pretty interesting. <sighs> and Sean will probably be contrary. No, I won't, because you won't be catching me off guard like you tried last night. Yeah, we had a random thought last night that we've deleted, because honestly, it sounds like we want to kill each other. Well, no, it only sounds like you want to kill me. No, you just... Like, <laughs> anyone who listened to that would want to kill you, because you're like... All right, in improv, there's this thing called... Like blocking, and you have to say yes to the other improvisers' ideas, right? Because yeah. if you don't, I there's do. no scene. No, were, last night I didn't very much. You were being a punk. Saturday night live was on. All right, so I guess our random Yes. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Yesterday on our blog, Carrie talked about how feelings are successful in your career or life. Trust me, this is not my career here. It's really tied to having your personal values. Well, I just made that huge mistake. No, man, that wasn't a... It was just a pause. A pause? Yeah. Uh, pause okay. isn't a mistake. A pause is a moment where the listener gets to take in the knowledge that you've given them. All right. Dogs are smarter than people. <laughs> Podcast number 457, take two. <laughs> Yesterday on her blog, Carrie talked about how feeling successful in your career or life is really tied to having your personal values resonate in your occupation and being guided by those same core values instead of society's outside metrics about what makes someone a success. On the podcast, we're going to touch on something we've talked about before, stakeholders. Now, if you're Dracula, you might be scared of a stakeholder. Because... How am I supposed to be serious with you cackling in the background? You were silly! Stakeholders are all around you. They're in your past and your present. They have expectations. They project their own crud. Their own negativity onto you. They are the people who come to mind when you say, What will X think if I do this? Or what will Z think? If I don't do this. They are real people, but they are also voices in your head. <laughs> I hope you don't have that many voices in your I head. I have a lot of voices. <laughs> For Carrie, an example would be when she drew as a little kid and her mom said, nobody in her family has an artistic bone in her body. You said that so much nicer than my mother said it. <laughs> Nobody in our family has an artistic bone in her body. And she even said her body, not their body. She probably said both. She was so specific. Give me that pencil.
<laughs> that comment from someone she loved stayed inside of her, right? And it made her think she could never do art. But it also made her go out and say, the heck with that. I'm going to prove my mommy wrong. Or maybe your mom's dream was to save the world, but she never had a chance to, right? And so then she projects that dream on you, and now your dream is to save the world. And if you really think introspectively and try to figure yourself out, you might not know whether or not that dream is your dream or your mom's dream. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So coming to terms with what you want versus what your stakeholders want is a really valuable experience in helping you feel successful and fulfilled. So that leads to the question, how do you come to terms with your stakeholders? How do you, Carrie Elizabeth? <laughs> I thought we weren't saying our middle names. Well, everybody knows yours. Nobody knows my middle name. They do now. Okay, so they how do you... know mine either. Sorry. How do you come to terms with your stakeholders? One, make a list. Two, list all the people who have ever told you what you could do in your career or what you should do in your career. Then list all the people who've ever told you what you couldn't do. And then list all the people who give you advice. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is this a clarifier? Right. Sorry, to, you know how I am. Oppositional. No. <laughs> it says list all the people who have ever told you what you could do in your career. Or careers. But the next one says list all the people who have ever told you what you couldn't do. Yeah. Now that's like everybody in your life. Right. But what if people that are very important to you didn't say jack crap about your career specifically? No, they might be like, Sean, you're really a procrastinator and you have a hard time getting things done. Yeah. That's forever going to impact what you Well, that's feel. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's the not just about your career. It's okay. about... Clear, I was just clarifying. What would another word for that be? What? The learned behavior of anybody that you love and possibly respect or respect and possibly love. And they're telling you something, whether it's good or negative, sticking with you for the life of your existence on this planet. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> okay, so let's pretend we've, you've done the list and not worried about what it's called. And you're like, okay, person X said that I suck at talking, at taking photos. Very early in my newspaper career, a person told me I sucked at taking they photos. They were damn stupid. They were really wrong. Yes, because I was so poor, I didn't have a real camera, right? And I had to do a point and shoot. Were and you so, using a Polaroid? No, it wasn't a Polaroid, old man. But it was like a point and shoot camera that sucked, right? It just sucked. And I couldn't take a good picture at all. And she was like, Carrie, you are a wonderful writer, but you cannot take a picture. Damn. I know. And was so it then. Female? Yes, it was. Punch her in the face. I wanted to. And then the next, so as soon as I could save up enough money, I got a real camera. And then within a year, I was winning main press awards for my photos. As expected. And part of that was because at that point in my life, she was a stakeholder, right? She had defined right. me, and I was not cool with and how you're she You're adamant did. to prove her wrong. Oh, damn, yeah. But right <laughs> now, <laughs> but right now, I could care less what that woman thinks of me. No offense to her. She's a wonderful person. And she did give me a compliment, too, like saying I was a good writer. But 
she's not a stakeholder in my life anymore. Like, I don't remember that her telling me that anymore unless it's brought up like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that's inside of me all the time. Like, the way... I'm glad. (laughs) Carry that around with you. Like, the way my mom... No one in our family has an artistic bone in their body. I can attest that Carrie has been talking about that, like, every day for the past two years. (laughs) When she comes out of the basement with a green and blue paint all over her face. (laughs) Anyway, so... If that person is important to you, that person's a stakeholder. But stakeholders aren't just people, right? Stakeholders can be colleges or institutions or social media. Yeah. Think about when you put something on Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, any of those sites that make you feel like you have friends that you really don't. Oh, my God. (laughs) People like you. Or they don't. They share your stuff. Or they don't. They comment on your stuff, or they don't, or they comment, you know, it's it's so positive or negative, all these crazy things that people say, and that gives you value and ideas and judgments of others all meshed in one place, and it can really screw up your brain, but it becomes a stakeholder. So our life and our choices are part of that entwined system and multiple entwined systems and so too is our feeling of success so a big first step towards self-fulfillment is realizing when it's you being happy and satisfied versus other people being happy and satisfied for you that's right you know what what if you're gonna let people on social media that aren't like your personal friends or you know pretty good be stakeholders you could be letting somebody into your life. It's like a fake Facebook run by some Russian friggin' hacker. Yeah, man. Bad things could happen. Or just somebody really evil who in real life you would never want to even interact with. Right. You know There's tons I mean? of those. Like, yeah. what are they called? Never mind. We don't need to get into that. No, we're not going to call names. Yeah. We're better than that. It's a title. It's not calling a name. A it's troll? A no, I was thinking more like the. This here. Your throat? The neck beard. Uh, I said it. Oh, a neck beard. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, condensed, our writing tip of the pod is Sean. If you aren't taking risks with your writer. Writing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should be an editor. If you aren't taking risks with your writing or taking the risk to be a writer, then maybe it's time. Ignore the stakeholders that are limiting you. Be who you want to be and take those chances. Maya Angelou said, success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. And that's success in everything right there. Work, life, you know, all those aspects of life. Being a good person, parent. Don't hit that button yet. I'm still talking, baby. Don't let anybody hold you back, man. No holding back. All right, now you can click it. I can click the button. Yes. Dog tip for life. So if your stakeholder's influence created a fear or a limitation for you, it's time to let that go. And if your idea of success in your career is about playing it safe, about just being like the rest of the doggy pack, you might want to rethink that too. 
because there's a safety in being like everyone else and thinking like everyone else and sticking to the pack of people in your career and following that same route. But is that route really helpful? Is that what success is for you? You gotta ask yourself those questions. And Sparty didn't say that. But I asked him about that. He's like, look, dude, that's exactly 100% correct. Because if I wouldn't have had broken away from the pack, I would have got picked up on the streets. (laughs) But look where it got me. I thought it was a bad thing at first. And now I'm living the good life. And I'm not running around with 12 other dogs. You know, being on fire hydrants and... Fighter hydrants. Fighter hydrants. Fighter hydrants. Getting half eaten burritos out of the garbage can. <laughs> I think, like, when you're a writer, too, um, there's this weird, like, you're supposed to be on social media so you can interact with your fans. But a lot of us have um, issues with, like, being political or sticking our necks out because in the beginning, like way back in like 2008, 2010, they're like, don't be too political because you'll lose fans. What was that the beginning of? This era of politics and, and, oh. and uh, kind of like the extremism and lack yeah. of civility oh, yeah, and the yeah. trolls on the we internet. Don't, we don't want to start talking about that. No, no, but we do in the sense that people were afraid to speak their feelings and express who they are, right? Because it oh, was yeah. safer to be in the pack. That's and right. like as a writer too, and as a dog, like, you know, if you're in a big pack of dogs all run into the same place, you're less You gotta split it with all those other dudes. Yeah, but like <laughs> I know it's not but you admit. feel like you're safer. You know what I mean? Like you're like, okay, you're if the dog catcher comes, he's gonna get the slowest runners and I'm in the middle of the pack. Or okay, this is where we've always gone as dogs. We're gonna go run this route over and over and over. We're gonna huddle together. And that's safer or it feels safer. But can you truly be successful? When you're so afraid no, you and you're clinging to that safety. That's what Sparty was saying. You can't yeah. be successful until you leave the pack and end up in the net. Or yeah. the noose. However they catch those dogs nowadays. Right. I don't know how they catch Sparty those. probably just jumped in the truck from a cookie, but... Knowing <laughs> Sparty. Yes, he did. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And in their careers, that's true, too. Like, there's these paths. Like, oh, go to college. Go to this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Like, these accepted routes. And those are the norms. Mm-hmm. And we're taught that we should follow those routes and those norms, but... Is that really what makes someone successful? You know what? People have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on education before and made millions of dollars off of that and still don't feel fulfilled. I know. Which is what my blog I mean, I like to give that a try. (laughs) See if it helps out. But I'm not knocking it. No way, man. (laughs) But you should feel happy and fulfilled with your life. Right. So... You look stunning in that freaking flannel shirt, baby. I'm wearing flannel, and for some reason, Sean thinks flannel shirts are, like, the sexiest thing ever. So Only on you, honey. I don't know why. I don't why. look when I wear one. Okay, but this is a podcast that's supposed to be intellectual. It's a... Hey, intellectualism is sexy, too, honey. Aww. That was the sexiest thing I've ever said. 
See you at the election. Oh my god. Yay. Okay, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you from the bottom of our hearts, our collective hearts, for listening to this podcast. Hopefully it wasn't a total waste of your time. Seriously? And you not only learned something, but you had a good laugh. And if you had a good laugh, <laughs> share it with somebody else. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't pay attention to the dog barking in the background. She's just bored. For the tips that go in this podcast, check out Carrie Jones Books dot blog where dogs are smarter than people on all forms. You okay, babe? I hurt my knee. You hurt dogs your knee. Barking. You're sitting. Everything's bad, man. Everything. I don't so think bad. anybody. This is dogs are smarter than people. It's not a bad thing to have a dog in the background. It's legitimacy. Legitimacy. How yes. does that get legit? Because we actually have a dog. <laughs> we're not just pulling this crap out of our butts when the same when the dog's butts. Uh,